and welcome back to the Who's Judging Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Connor. Today we're going to be talking about our dream vegan world. This is going to be fun. And I'm going to be munching on some chips here. Sorry. What chips are those? <laughs> um, They're the Vegan Rob's Dragon Puffs. Vegan Rob's. There we go. You want to start us off? All right. So for you. What would your dream vegan utopia look like? <laughs> you like said initial that. Breakdown. You said that, and I just imagined this like beautiful place full of nature, trees, and animals everywhere mm-hmm. roaming around, and I don't know, just colorful and beautiful. I think the same. Just a lot of greenery. A lot of land and just a lot of animals just free to do mm-hmm. their own thing. Yeah. So for you, would you live in the city or somewhere out like a countryside type thing in your world? Country. Okay. I would live in the country, have my own, like plant my own food, live off the land and have lots of animals. Okay. So for this world, do you think it's possible like in your lifetime? For no. us to get there? No? No. I don't want to be negative, but right. let's be real. There are big changes and not that much That is such overall. a big, yeah. Do you think there might be a chance? I think we could get close. I don't think we'll get there, though. How close? Uh, maybe like 60, 65% of the way there. I think it's possible. Yeah? Yeah, because I'll probably live to like 110, you know. Oh, of course, because you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do. I'm pretty sure like the oldest woman that just died recently, she just drank wine every day. Oh. That's what That was her secret. So that's what I'll have to start doing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Um, What would it look like for you? I think pretty close to yours, like a lot of open land, mm-hmm. just animals doing their so thing. So you'd also pick the country? Yo, yeah, for sure. I think that'd be fun. Like when I visited my aunt, she lives out there kind of in the middle of nowhere kind of between Maryland and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And she has so much land. Like we were just, I stayed with her for a weekend and there was just like deer coming up in her backyard and they grow a bunch of veggies and everything. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had Cheerios for breakfast and they just had like fresh blueberries to put in. So I feel like that would be a cool place to live. The life. Yeah. Are all vegans like that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do like the city. I used to not like the city and I Mm -hmm. like the city now. However, I can't imagine growing my own food there. Although people are getting good at it. Right. I think my vegan world still has a city. Like, it's got to have I still want to do my things. You know, go to the bar, hang with friends. But, like, where I'm living is not in the city. Okay. I see that. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. So, what do you think you'd be doing job-wise in your dream world if you had to have a job still? Mm, I would have a dog rescue. And, obviously, it wouldn't be for profit, you know? Right. But it'd just be enough to be able to rescue dogs and if i'm living off my land i probably wouldn't need much mm-hmm. but enough to cover whatever living expense i need right. and then everything is saving dogs i think and probably other animals too yeah, although that's, that's a little scary because i don't know how to care for any other animal than besides a dog but you just got put together a team yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah. how i do i think start up a sanctuary yeah oh that'd my god fun. that'd be so nice yeah. It's all open land. I think that would be easy. Yeah. Get yourself some of the land mm-hmm. and start one up. Mm-hmm. So outside of your uh, animal rescue, how many pets would you have? Are you I wouldn't go even crazy? be able to. Yeah. I'd You're go crazy. Have like 25 dogs. Yeah. 
Like <laughs> all the dogs, all the animals, all the cows and pigs and everything. Like I, right. I don't even think there's a limit for me. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I don't know how far I'd go, but I'm definitely going to have at least a cow and a pig. Cause I feel like they're just insane. Pigs will be fun. Although they'll just get all dirty. Mm-hmm. I want, I want one of those like dream scenarios where I have like the Instagram pig, you know, the Instagram where it's the little tiny pig that yeah. like hangs out in the house. Yeah. But I don't think that's realistic. So <laughs> why not? Because they're going to grow up and they're going to want to roll around outside. Yeah. You got to let them live like Of the course. Still. Yeah. And then the cow. Cows just look like big dogs to me. They're like really big dogs. They're huge. Yeah. <laughs> but like they, they'll literally like run around and they just act like a dog Play. when they have, mm-hmm. you know, they're free. So. So, so one pig, one cow. <laughs> at least one pig, one cow, and obviously a dog. But. Do you have a max? Like you wouldn't have a lot like me. I don't think so. I don't. I think yeah, you're that's more valid. into like taking yeah. care of the dogs, like your own, yeah. like you have right now. And so I I'm, have to I'm more into it. like the. I just connect with animals, right? Like that, like. Right, but I mean, like you're used to like taking care of them. Oh like yeah. At this point, I don't do a whole lot. Yeah. So I'd have to like scale up. Like start with two pets. Maybe we hit like eight. Eight would be kind of crazy mm-hmm. though. So yeah, I think I could handle it. <laughs> well, cause see, if I have a sanctuary, then I kind of have a bunch of pets. I stop to take care of. They're just not my pets. Yeah. So that's true. But yeah, in terms of at my house, probably eight max. Yeah. How do you think like industries would adapt to this vegan world? <laughs> well, I think. We're starting with that, at least with food. They're kind of starting to see that there's a shift, and so they're kind of doing it. And I'm hoping it just cannibalizes itself. You know, it's like for Tyson, they own, they have their own like uh, fake meat, fake I hate that word, but whatever. Yeah, like vegan meat brand, and they have their obviously chicken brand, their normal one. And so I'm hoping it just cannibalizes it. Yeah, I think Tyson's. there's still like a lot of reluctance though, because there are so many like chain restaurants and i'm like why don't you have a vegan option like it's so easy for you to have a vegan option i think what it comes down to is actually more of us than them like it it comes down to demand if people want there's a demand right but maybe there's not a demand at that restaurant enough in and out you're gonna tell me there's not a demand at in and out i don't know yeah there there is if um carl's jr burger king um, there has to be enough demand to replace the other item. So if they put it on there, the, it creates more expenses. So they don't right. cut it somewhere. I, I, I'm so. convinced there's a demand. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. As demand continues to climb, though, eventually they're going to fold. So the more demand that they comes, have to, it. yeah. But in terms of like the Tysons, if I'm hoping that their like vegan brand starts cannibalizing their actual chicken brand. Mm. so right now it probably makes up like one two percent of sales but maybe in like five years it's like 10 percent 15 percent of their sales that's what i'm hoping for yeah because you need the big players to get involved at this point yeah for sure because i think that's one of the big reasons like beyond hasn't made it to mcdonald's even though they have a contract with them Mm. like if you go to the uk there's the the uk has had a vegan yeah because that's where for years yeah mcdonald's decided to trial it there so they have a mc plant with the beyond burger on the menu i'll report back because i'm gonna be visiting okay next month so i'm so excited to try vegan mcdonald's but so see there's only two ways it could be either mcdonald's doesn't see it as demand high enough to supply it to all of theirs yeah or beyond at this point can't produce enough for all of the u.s stores yeah and so we need the big players to produce to get that, I think. For sure. Okay. So how do you envision the education and awareness of veganism and animal rights in your dream world? 
like how are we gonna get spread the message and educate people on it schools like um i I don't know why we don't educate children on where food comes from right like that's super important isn't it so interesting that we don't talk about it but again we don't talk about so many things that are real and messed up in this world but that's like a big thing like children are not taught like like yeah they're told like you know beef you know you're eating a cow or a chicken but like indirectly they're being told but they're not being taught like the production of what they're eating and all that Mm -hmm. so i think bringing it to schools um would be the best way yeah so you think like a class or like a few classes they have to take throughout the year a subject like even not even like a class like i'm talking like basics on life like today we're gonna like one day like today we're gonna talk about this like where does our food come from literally like and i'm talking like elementary school so we're throwing that in science class or something yeah like a chapter yeah like a chapter and work yeah and then obviously as kids grow up they can get more into it right it could be a class like a whole class in college or like an elective in high school like it can be makes sense Mm mm-hmm I just don't, I think the reason they don't is because I don't know very, very many people that would eat meat if they knew how it was produced. Of course. If you think about it, it'd probably be like, oh my gosh, how are we going to teach kids like all the horrible things that happen? That's the other thing. How do you teach third graders that effectively? You can't just show them the slaughter. No, 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 no. But you so can you tell have- them that that happens because that is what happens. They should just sell it. Yeah, look at this cute, cute, this cute cow. And then look at this burger and just put the horror in their brain forever. Okay. No, I don't think that could work. I'm not for that. I'm not saying like scare them, put this like horrible vision. No, it could be like a project. Like they give them each like a farm animal and they have to name them. And then throughout the year you have to give them an attribute and then you have to say, it's a little manipulative. And at the end of the year you say, do you want to save little Billy or do you want little Billy to become a burger? No. And everyone's going to go, we got to save little Billy. I'm more for. And the message is there. I'm more for an unbiased education. Give them the facts. That's it. Like we don't. We but can't. that is a fact. You have to emotionally manipulate them. I don't think that's necessary. But they're already being emotionally manipulated by not being shown it. Of course. So you have to swing it the other way. And that's not how I see so, it. So what kind of like lesson plan would you put out instead of that? Like the facts, like where does our food come from? Turns into we have factories. We have the cows. We inject them with crap. <laughs> and then to make them grow faster, we actually impregnate them so that they can have a baby so that we can get more milk. We take the baby away. Like just what happens? All right. We'll save my lesson for like sixth grade. <laughs> Then their brains are more developed and we'll just make it harder. Be like, do you want to sell Billy for 50 bucks or do you want to keep Billy alive? I think it'll work. I really do. Okay. Yeah, it'll work. I just, I'm having trouble accepting it. All right. All right. We'll have two different classes. (laughs) Mine will be an elective. It's not a forced class. That way it's it's less manipulative then. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. How would, in your world, would you see the steps or the layout of eliminating animal products? It'd have to be, like, a very slow transition. Like, um, like for, for your world to get there, are you seeing it like a, we just let people make the choice forever? Do you see semi 
government restrictions like they are now with the electric vehicles or the like phasing out gas cars? How do you how do you see it? No, I don't I don't see any like restrictions happening or anything like that. I mean, not not the restrictions on like the people, the individuals, mm-hmm. but like in how we produce food, okay. yeah, for sure. So stricter animal rights laws or animal, animal rights laws. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that would be a great start. I could see that. I could also see though, like you could even put the restriction on the company though, like cap how much they could produce a red meat or something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Cause I feel like there would have to be some sort of government involvement to get it there. To get- yeah. But even if like, there's like um, a cap on like a company, like you can only produce this much, the same company is going to branch out and create a second company. And then it'll be the same thing. There'll okay. just be more of them. I think like, um, animal rights is where it's at. We could, because then you cap how they have to make it in terms of restrictions on mm-hmm. the rights. And then it'll increase their costs, and then they'll decide if it's worth it to make that much. Yeah. But I think the big thing that has to happen is there has to be some kind of subsidy for vegan products. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's subsidies on meat and there's subsidies there is. on dairy. Yeah. And so it has to be an even playing field for yeah. it to be worth it. Yeah. Because that's a, a lot of people's big thing right now is that. It's like vegan alternatives, not the diet, but the alternatives, the alternatives are expensive. are pricey. But I don't think people realize that the meat is subsidized and that is mm-hmm. part of the reason why That's the vegan ones look so expensive. Yeah, for sure. So I think that has to happen. Let's see. How do you think like people's perception will change in the future? How it will change? Um, I think we're already kind of starting mm-hmm. to see it is that people are kind of waking up to like, or like they're caring more, I guess. Cause I don't think anyone ever really thought like the production of meat was some like fancy, like nice thing, but I think people, people just didn't think about more. it. Right. I don't think people thought about it. And so that's why I think spreading the message is important. And I think though that has to be done in a non-judgmental way. Like mm-hmm. I think PETA actually turns away a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. And I get where they come from because that's like the angry vegan. That's like the, well, we need to stop. Like people let the emotions for the animals cloud how they're delivering the message. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing this stuff like spilling the fake blood all over the Starbucks or something. And it's yeah. like, that doesn't get people to listen to your message. It really doesn't. But it does. Like I, I that's not how I go about things. However, it does get people to talk about it. It's some sort of... But are they talking about it in a constructive way? Are they talking about like, wow, maybe they're right, we shouldn't do this? Or are they talking about like, no, wow, these definitely protesters not. Are, are doing this in a dumb way? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not. It's definitely not in a positive way. Right. However, I think they're starting conversations that wouldn't otherwise be started. I think for me, though, I think I think PETA does it on purpose, to be honest. I think so, too. I think that that is their strategy to just like create chaos and have people like like have you ever been in PETA's comments no there's not people like PETA's doing an amazing job or anything it's people it's the same people and all the other ones like mm, bacon or wow this cheeseburger is good because I mean they're posting dumb stuff like we shouldn't use two birds one stone or call people chickens because that's offensive to chickens mm-hmm. and so they're, they're spreading like a lot of messages that don't really matter in the overall movement I mm-hmm. think it's just interesting because they do a lot of good, but I just feel like a lot of their protests actually push people away because I think that's where the perception that vegans are judgy on people. I think that's where it comes from. 
Mm-hmm. And so by them doing that, it makes us harder to get a message out because people think all vegans are like that. Yeah. And I think that's where the problem comes from. I can see that. I think they're just um, bringing a different a different crowd of people that we wouldn't otherwise bring right. into the conversation. And I think that's good, too. Right. I just think they... They like bring people into conversation, but then put headphones in their ears at the same time. Like the people mm-hmm. aren't listening because yeah. of the way they did it. But again, Peter does a lot of good. I'm not going to knock them over. Right. They do. Yeah. But then again, when I started this whole thing, I decided I was going to go like the completely opposite route mm-hmm. of Peter. And so maybe that works. We have yin and yang. Yeah. All right. So you talked about setting more animal rights restrictions on the companies? What kind of restrictions do you see? Like, what do you envision in terms of placing animal rights laws in on them? Um, like, I mean, they just put the one where, like, the pigs have to have a certain amount of space, the chickens have to have bear cages. What do you see for that? Yeah, I think, like, living, quality of life would be a, okay. the beginning for me. Um, what space they have, how many years they're working for, those that don't get slaughtered. Okay. Chickens and milk-producing cows. Do you see one like you can't slaughter them before age five or something? Like, Do you see putting an age cap on it? Age caps would be cool. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the baby ones are the hard ones, like veal and stuff. Mm-hmm. So eliminating that is at least progress. Mm-hmm. Or you can say you can only milk them X amount a year amount or get years, X yeah. amount of eggs yeah. from a chicken. Yeah. And then like ha- having some sort of like transition uh, program, like from mm-hmm. having them be, you know, milking cows to like a sanctuary or something. Okay. So you, so dairy cows mm-hmm. don't turn into slaughters. Yeah. Good see it. The easiest way to do that would be the sanctuaries having government funding yeah then they could buy them from the buy them whatever from the manufacturers yeah it could definitely work yeah i think i think setting how many of the animals they they can have at one time would work too Mm -hmm. yeah and especially breeding breeding restrictions so that they the way they do now is crazy so yeah like there has to be more in that manner. Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, that's a good one. How do you see us getting uh, outside of subsidies? Cause we just kind of went over that. How do you see us getting the cost of vegan alternatives and vegan products down from here? Cause I think that's a really important part of getting people to go, Hey, I could do this. Um, more options. Right. There's just not a lot out there, so there's not a lot of competition. When we have more competition, then right. prices will come down. I think another, as I said earlier, is I think we need people like Tyson. Although they're kind of, I mean, we need like the big guys to get in because what they have is they have the manufacturing facilities. And so when you're scaled up, it costs less Cost per less. item. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think a lot of like Beyond yeah, not. does not have the money to scale up at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, more players definitely helps, creates a more competitive market. Mm-hmm. And then, as we mentioned before, I think subsidies do have to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think we do as much in terms of alternatives, but I do think that they are a big role in transitioning people. For a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, because 
it's like a stepping stone between steak Mm -hmm. and tofu it's like Mm -hmm. i think we are seeing a shift in people who not even are interested in being vegan but like are okay with eating more vegan stuff yeah they'll try the those are the kind of people that want to try the products like the beyond impossible Mm -hmm. garden um as opposed to like the first like vegans from like 10 years ago like us we weren't interested in those products well they weren't even there really of course yeah yeah yeah. but we didn't need that to transition right i guess um now people are like okay like if i'm gonna have a burger that tastes like a normal burger that i've had in the past then i can do it right as opposed to like us we we had to let go of that burger mm-hmm. or a pizza or whatever. I think overall the biggest one I've seen is almond milk. Like I think I've seen a lot of people switch from milk to almond milk compared to the other ones. Almond I milk mean, took the world. <laughs> I mean, it's like big people. Like yeah. I've seen Chris Brown, like that level of people yeah. posting, yeah. drinking almond milk in their cereal instead of normal mm-hmm. milk. And yeah. that wasn't even an endorsement. <laughs> yeah. So I like I like that move. It does help. Mm-hmm. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. What about what about the medical and scientific communities? How do you see them having to adjust to it? I think a big involvement in that is testing. One. Yeah. But I think from what I've seen is a lot of them, like it's like mandated, the testing is. It is, yeah. And so, so that's like a big one. And I don't know why it's mandated. Right. I think that's an easy shift though. Because mm-hmm. I think the companies are completely on board with it. Mm-hmm. We just need the government to kind of step back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But then again, we have, I don't know what you'd replace it with for like, there's so many ways of like cosmetics and stuff. But like, what do you do about the, the ones trying to trial new drugs like early stage? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm totally against getting rid of animal testing, but I I don't personally know what the replacement would be. You're against getting rid of it. No, no. I'm saying I'm not against, like I totally want to get rid of it, right? but I don't. Like, I see the hard spot because I don't know what you replace it with for medications testing. Yeah. Cosmetics, there's really mm-hmm. no reason. But we'll let them figure that out. We're not yeah. the scientists, I right? Think, <laughs> I think we're there, though. I I feel like we are at a point where we don't need to do that. Yeah. I am optimistic about that one. Since yeah. the companies, like, there's the companies are putting out statements saying that we've dropped animal testing down to the level that's, like, federally Barely. mandated. Like, it's mandated, so... I do see the progress there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But do you see do you see like the economy overall being able to keep thriving or do you see it kind of plateauing for a little bit? Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't keep thriving. Yeah, I guess it, it depends on how the restrictions come in. Yeah. I mean, as long as like if people right in this dream vegan world, mm-hmm. everybody is vegan. Right there's just going to be so many more new products. True. I think the, the question was more phrased. It's like on the way though, um, like while we're going from our world to the dream world. But again, I still think if the restrictions are eased in, I think it would be just fine. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Now this is a big one that people always use against us, the food deserts. How in your world, how do you solve that? Like how do you get food, affordable food everywhere on the planet? How do you see that happening? Mass production, like we do now with non-vegan products. Yeah. But I mean, like, how do you get it to, like, the desert areas or, like, Iraq and stuff? You just see us becoming more of, like, a sharing world in terms of, like, 
Because, I mean, a lot of places don't have the kind of money to mm-hmm. pay for all of it or, right. or don't live in an area that's able to grow well, it. Well, hopefully, if in this vegan world we care enough about right. the animals, we care enough. That's what I'm saying. So in your world, we are Yeah, we are sharing, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I think they go hand in hand, you know? Like, people think that we don't necessarily... Like, vegans don't care about humans. <laughs> right. And that's not the case. Not at all. At all. Um, We care about all living beings mm-hmm. so in that dream vegan world that includes people that have no food like we're gonna be sharing for sure yeah we're not anti-human <laughs> <laughs> we're not <laughs> i'm not <Don't>. sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's not related to our veganism though sometimes you're just against certain human beings right yeah that's normal huh. it's kind of a hard one Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. So um, what kind of supports and resources do you believe would be necessary for individuals and communities to transition to vegan lifestyles? I think it goes in with what we were just kind of talking, like we're going to have to share. Like there has to be more of like not the U.S. and like Europe have a bunch of food and access to food and then other countries don't. It has to be spread. So I think in a dream world, I think it has to be more of a global economy rather than like the U.S.'s economy, China's economy. Like every country would have to care about the other countries and they have to work together. That's the yeah. only way to do it. Yeah. Um, and not even just at that level. Like if you want, if you, this has to go through, it's like if I live here and you live over here, like we'd even have to share Mm-hmm. if needed so it's like it has to be community-based all the way from yeah. like your neighbors all the way up to global and i think that's what would have to happen yeah for sure and then moving on to kind of like the health and nutrition aspect because there are a lot of people right now that are either malnourished or they're dying of not having food how do you think your world would change that um i think people would be healthier you know of well first we talked about like how sharing our food right at that point hopefully everybody has access to food and we're not going to be eating a whole bunch of in my ideal vegan world it's not going to be processed foods yeah it'll be more sustainable too Mm -hmm. so with that you get healthier people right healthier people will drop healthcare costs Mm -hmm. which allow us to dedicate more money to animal rights and the sanctuaries and everything and i think that's how we make up a lot of the costs for our vegan utopia. Yeah. So I think that's good. Then, well, as always, who's judging? Not Not me. me.